I'm speaking uh, with composer Tom Hulkenberg, uh, who is also known as Junkie XL. Tom has quickly uh, made a huge impression in the scoring world by bringing his unique uh, style and thematic sensibilities to film music. He has worked a lot with uh, composer Hans Zimmer. Many of his scores, uh, some of his solo work, includes Divergent, uh, 300 Rise of an Empire, and Paranoia. He's scoring the upcoming Mad Max Fury Road and joining forces with Hans once again for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. But his most recent score is one that I really, uh, really enjoyed, uh, Run All Night, starring Liam Neeson and Ed Harris. Uh, thanks, Tom, so much for uh, chatting again. No problem. Thanks for being here. Uh, so with Run All Night, you're working uh, with director, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, uh, Jaume Colette uh, Serra for the first time. Um, so how did you get involved with this project? It seems such like a perfect fit for, for you and your, your style. Yeah, it, 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 it worked out really well. I mean, he, um, he was working on the temp score uh, until um, late November last year. Uh, but he, he, um, he, wanted to, you know, he wanted to try like, something else. And I got um, put in touch with him through uh, Darren Hickman, who's uh, vice president at the music department at Warner Brothers. And um, um, it was actually even better. Like, Darren told me what the movie was about. And uh, without even meeting Jama and without even seeing the film, and he did it so well, uh, I got so inspired that I started writing music. And then four days later, I saw the film. And then a few days later, uh, I worked some more on, 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 on the music that I was working on. And I met the director and I said, hey, I got so inspired seeing this film. I wrote 55 minutes of music for you. Just have a listen. <laughs> and, uh, and so he listened to the music and he said, this is perfect. This is what I always wanted for this film. And so with, with uh, some really talented music editors, um, among them uh, Ken Carmen, um, you know, he started trying some things like here and there through the film and, and it, it, it fitted like a glove. And then... I started, you know, breaking everything down into cues and, you know, properly write the themes and uh, and, and it it was it, it was done like a like a, you know like a, a winter storm, you know, it was almost like four weeks, four and a half weeks, and the whole thing was done. Wow! So that that initial fifty five music of uh, minutes of music that was the sketchbook, which is on the album, I believe, yeah. right? So. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you're uh, doing that, I mean, where is that music coming from? Are you just based off the plot of the film? Like, what is what is kind of kind of pushing the flow of that 55 mi minutes? Well, let me tell you this: when I got um, when Darren told me the story, um, and you know, without any spoilers, but when he told me the story that you know it was about a hitman uh, working for the mob. Uh, but a small-time mob, you know, so Ed Harris is the mob guy, Sean, and uh, Liam Neeson is, is, um, is uh, Jimmy, the, the, the hitman. And um, uh, I was like, you know, let's do some research on hitmen. And so I, I went back as early as in the 60s when, you know, Jean-Paul Belmondo played Il Professionale with, with uh, music from Ennio Morricone, I believe. Wow. And I, I, started, I started listening to more of these scores and movies. And it was interesting that until the 80s, all these movies had very emotional themes. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I, you know, did some more research. And, and basically all these composers wanted to underscore the troubled background of these guys you know there's always a reason why they end up the way that they do and the, i mean the best example is the godfather you know it's it's um it's a pretty gruesome story and and a pretty terrible man 
but the music is always very emotional and and it underscores you know a deeper threat you know in his character and and what he's doing and where he comes from and uh I was like, maybe I should try this 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 could be interesting because it's not usual for a movie like this because what they had in the temp score was very fast action rhythms and very, very up-paced brass wells and fast strings and things like that. And I approached it from that point on as a character score. So I basically took one character, Sean, and his troubled relationship with his son. And then I took Jimmy, um, Liam Neeson, and his troubled relationship with his son, who was played by Joel Kinnaman. I just approached it from a more emotional angle. And obviously, we need some action music in the score. I mean, at a certain point, there are choppers and 150 FBI agents just chasing them with machine guns. So, yeah, you can't do that with a piano. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a different approach, and it, and, it, and it worked out. But it's usually, when I read a script, I, have, I usually get really strong ideas what I want to do with the, with the, with the music. And sometimes working to picture actually makes it... Um, less so you know thinking about themes and thinking about harmonic progressions and then see how they work to picture is it's a very interesting process and then you take it from there because you know there's no way you can write a piece of music on forehand and it fits like a glove to picture you always need to shape it and do something else or change it and I mean, it, it, it's, it comes across like that in the finished product as well, because I, I, when I started it, you know, I was expecting, you know, kind of a action thriller, which it is. But I mean, the the first track with the piano and the theme, that piano theme was so haunting and kind of set the stage for it. I mean, how long does it take to kind of nail down something so simple, but it's, you know, so perfect for the character? I mean, how long did it take in that process to get that, you know, that? Piano theme. Well, that that usually takes longer, you know, to to um, um, to write a proper tune or a song, so to speak, with tail and end, or with an introduction, an A section, a B section, or a verse and a chorus, if you will. Um, that always takes the most amount of time. And then once you have that, then from that point on, you can arrange your own theme into different areas, and that becomes easier because you've got the DNA of right. what needs to be there. And usually it makes sense to take some more time to write a really proper tune and then, you know, um, sparse it out over, over the movie. Uh, I remember this really amazing documentary with, um, I think it was a BBC documentary with uh, Sergio Leone and, and Ennio Morricone. And Sergio Leone is reading bits and pieces of the scripts, Once Upon a Time in America, and then Ennio had written a theme for Deborah, which is one of the famous, more famous themes from that score. And he just wrote the theme in the long form. And he just played it, and he just played it. And then, and, and then Sergio would say, oh, I would prolong this bit a little bit more, and then I'll make room in the scripts. And so they would really work, you know, very in a wide form. You know, there's only a script, and anyone's just playing piano, and they're just discussing themes instead of looking to picture and then discussing themes. And I mean, you just you just quoted one of my favorite films of all time. You know, Leone's my favorite director. Yeah. I love that relationship they have. I think as a composer and a director, I think that's one of the most uh, prime examples. And and I mean, the the film and I think what what really struck me with the, with your score here is that even in the action bits, that you still kind of had the DNA of that theme going, and it 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 was still emotional. I mean, is it is it hard to to make something intense and really kind of bombastic, but still keep it kind of anchored in emotion? 
Yeah, it is hard. It, 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 it's it's um, um, it, it's 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 uh, it takes practice. You know, it's and I've I've been in so many spots before where I tried something like that, but then the the bigness of the music of the production would take over the emotional aspect of it, and it just becomes you know a wall of sounds with nothing to say. Uh-huh. And I it, and it takes practice, you know, to to get good at that. You know, I mean the the. Uh, let's just quote, you know, somebody completely different from a different area, like Phil Spector, you know, I mean, he was very, very good in making this super large arrangement or somebody like Quincy Jones, but it would never take the heart of the theme out or the melody or the emotion, you know, and he was very, very good at that. Well, whereas other artists that would work with other arrangements would create this wall of sounds, but in the end, you're just like, well, it's not hitting me in the stomach. In fact, it's not doing anything to me. Exactly. I mean, I agree with that completely. And also the the score. I love the sounds, the the textures and the electronic textures you use. And it it felt so perfect for I guess the setting uh, of the film, New York City at the at nighttime and everything. So like, say if the movie was called Run All Day and took place primarily during the daytime, would that have changed how you approach the the sound of the score? Yeah, it would because I, the the emotional aspect would somewhat still be the same. Um, but um, there's something what, that happens to you know the human brain when you're when when everything takes place at night, and then add on top of that, you would see probably this movie at night when it's dark. Right. And it does it just does something to you. I mean, uh, only people that um, write um, you know like a machine, like almost like military style, would say, oh, I start writing music or I start writing a book or an article at night in the morning. I'll have a lunch break at 12, and then I continue from 1 to 4. I have my cup of tea. I work for an hour and a half more, and then I'm going to cook uh, dinner for the family, and at night I'm going to watch TV. Um, I'm sure those people are around, and I highly admire them. But for people that create music, you know, you start struggling in the morning. By the afternoon, you think you have something, and then at night when it's dark, people stop calling you. When the lights are dimmed, when you have a glass of good Chardonnay, then it comes all to a conclusion. <laughs> that's that's if awesome. I, yeah, no, I, I love that. <laughs> um, but I mean, it did. the The final product is. Uh, I mean, congratulations. I really think it's uh, one of your best works, and it really resonated with me. So um, I really like the the score. Thank you so much, man. Um, but also, you know, Run All Night, you have Run All Night, but in two months, I mean, right around the corner, you got Mad Max Fury Road coming out, and I feel like that must have been an absolute blast to write music for. I mean, what kind of when you sat down with George Miller for the first time, how what was that like? It was amazing. I mean, I I don't want to say too much about it right now because you know we'll 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 have a new round of interviews for that movie. Right. right. But let me tell you a, a, a really interesting interesting concept was that um, when when George started on this film, he didn't want any score at all. Um, he he wanted to be you know the engines and whatnot. You know whatever happens on screen was going to be the score, and then. Eventually, the same Darren Hickman from Warner Brothers, the vice president, was was talking to George. He was like, I know this guy in L.A. who could be perfect for your movie. And then George is like, who is it? And he's like, well, he's called Tom. And he just did 300 Rise of an Empire and Divergent. And he's like, well, do you think he wants to come down to Sydney to meet me? And he said, sure. You know, so he called me. It was like Monday. I remember Monday, 3.30. And Darren said, so what are you doing tonight? I said, "Uh, you know, just working in the studio. And he's like, well, I got it ticket for you if you cap a plane if, if, you, if you grab a cab right now you got to be at the airport in time and it's like okay so i went you know no 
um, no utensils or any toilet articles, nothing. You know, just I just went to the airport and then I just met him the next day and we're supposed to have this really brief conversation. And we just sat down. It's like, oh, you know, my name is George. My name is Tom. And he was talking and I was talking. And then I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm such a big fan of math. And he was like, what? I said, well, you know, I just love math. And he said, explain. And then I started talking. And then he's a big fan of math, too. And then we just headed it off for like three, four hours. And I saw the movie after that. And the next morning he said, so what are your ideas? And I explained to him the ideas that I had, and then he shook my hand, and I said, I want you to be the composer on this film. Wow. So that was it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that film. It looks, I mean, I love uh, the original trilogy, and I think it's going to be amazing to bring it kind of into that modern uh, realm since the technology has changed and everything. So, um, and I know you can't say much because you have another one coming up, Batman versus Superman. I mean, have you even started any ideas for that film? Well, Hans has done a lot of talking on that movie. Uh, let me let me just say it's better that I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I, I, no, because you, it, you're supposed to. It's be gonna doing... be. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a blast. I'll promise you that. But. Uh... <laughs> but you're you're taking over the Batman character. That's the idea, right? You're gonna because Hans. Yeah. That's, that's he doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's the plan. Well, uh, Tom, I can't wait for those films, and uh, congratulations on Run All Night. It's, um, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a really great score, and and, uh, and hopefully we'll be talking again soon with your other projects. But thanks for your time today, um, and uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you soon. <laughs>